Hi, this is John Porteous of the Lovells Township Historical Society, and you're listening to the Backcast Podcast. This week, Glenn and I are going to speak with Josh Nethers. Josh is a river guide, a graduate of Grayling High School. Uh, not only is he proficient in guiding our waters, but he's uh, spent time up in Alaska and Montana and uh, has a few stories to share with us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, everybody. We've got Josh Nethers with us today. Uh, Josh is a, uh, a Grayling resident and uh, a Grayling High School graduate and is now guiding in the greater Grayling area, our beautiful North woods waters um josh i uh first thanks for joining us today i'm joined as always by my partner in crime glenn eberly and uh hi everybody let's, uh <laughs> there you go let's uh we won't we won't listen to me uh drone on too much uh josh why don't you uh kind of give us an idea we've heard in one of our earlier podcasts uh that you were one of uh Ron Ricosi's alum from the uh, Grayling High School Fly Fishing Club. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background, what got you into fishing, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. Oh, very good. Yeah, thanks. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. This this is pretty cool. It's going to um, be fun, Ron. Josh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I didn't really I didn't have much of a choice in regards to fly fishing. It's kind of what we started doing as, as early as I learned to you know, fish with a spinning rod, et cetera. Um, we, you know, my, my, my folks had me start to fly fish at around the same time. Uh, we grew up in Southern Michigan, uh, at a very young age and we had farm ponds and lakes, et cetera, that to fish and learned on that. And we have family friends here in the Grayling area and family. So we started coming here, you know, some of my earliest memories were up here on the river uh, when I was old enough to fish, um, by myself or with friends or whatever, uh, my brother and I would go a lot when we were young in the summers and, uh, you know, just some of my earliest fondest memories were, were up here in the, the springs and summers chasing, chasing fish. And then, you know, you know, birds and birds and deer in the fall. That's awesome. The, that uh, sounds like a great, great childhood, Josh. You're a lucky guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I, I was pretty fortunate. And, uh, and uh, enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, your, your dad was a fisherman, and maybe uncles. Yeah, dad. Uh, my, my father, uh, the, the most, uh, a bunch of uncles uh, were were at it, but not not quite like uh, my my pop was. We, we didn't, like I said, I didn't have much of a choice. This is kind of what we what we did. Um, so I, I I didn't. I kind of grew up thinking everybody did this. I didn't realize that it was just my father that was so diseased. Well, um, but it was but it was wonderful yeah just just a great childhood doing this and and uh man really enjoyed it never never thought i'd be able to make a career of it but uh here we are you're just down 25 years later down the road and i'm talking to you guys about it pretty cool and and uh so now when did you actually start fly fishing was that all part of it up here or was it mostly spin fishing in the beginning where well, there's nothing wrong yeah, with well, i don't mean that oh no yeah mostly mostly spin fishing uh starting out but um uh, between my grandfather and my dad i you know we learned to my brother and i learned to fly cast at quite a young age i was i could i could wing a fly line by by you know 12 years old quite well um 
and 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 you know just again really really some of my earliest memories were were, were you know pan fishing but but there was always a fly rod around i remember you know trying when you know long before i could um it just uh-huh. there's just always been one one around you know all my life now was most of your time on the osaba river or ponds or lakes or or the manistee oh uh, good good yeah, a good deal of it um, was when we came to trout fishing. It was here. This is just where we came. Um, um, I still had fished a little bit in 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 varying springs in the St. Joe, uh, but but yeah, at a really young age, most of it was bass and bass and panfish, and then you know every every opportunity we had to come here in the summers, um, we did so. And you know, so my earliest trout fishing on a fly was was here was here now did you, you well, not not far not far from not far from wakeley bridge okay <laughs> where, uh where was you downstate when you said uh Berrien springs was it is that area well i i yeah that was some of my earliest cold water fishing or 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 or, 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 or steelhead fishing for rainbows i guess mm-hmm. um um uh, the yeah but other than that the earliest trout was the earliest trout was with trout fishing was up here now i could throw a rock Growing up as a kid in the Bristol, Indiana, in the zip code of Bristol, Indiana, we were just barely oh, over the Michigan line in a small town called Union, Michigan, mm-hmm. um, off US 12. My dad worked in Granger and South Bend. Um, so there wasn't a lot of cold water fishing to be done down there, not much at all. No. So we, no. we, we would obviously come north. Did, did your relatives have property up in northern Michigan, or did you just come up and camp, or... or we we start we started out. Um, my my dad went to college, uh, went to high school and in, in, in college with uh, Art and Joe Wakeley. Um, and their oh, their homesteaded, yeah, their old homestead, family homestead, and, and property that they still in the family to this day is uh, off Homestead Road. Um, so just at the end of North Northbound, before you either take a right on the Wakeley, you could go straight into the Homestead Road. And at the back end of that road was their was their their property at several hundred acres and. That's where, where we started coming when we were, my earliest memories were, were there. And then not far from, from there, my, my, the camp my family bought, uh, was owned by the Wakeley's aunt, Earl and, well, Earl, Earl Madsen had passed, but it was Alice Madsen, um, the wife of Earl Madsen, um, uh, innovator of the skunk fly, the wet and dry skunk, the barber pole, et cetera, um, so it was pretty fortunate. That's kind of start, started where I started hanging out. Um, once we got into this game, and it uh, just happened happened to be in some some pretty old, uh, I guess, legendary properties, if you will. That that Boy, that uh, so. that yeah, that tied together. We had a cold had a cold water creek. It's not not really managed well anymore, but um, still a lot of brook trout in it. And you know, our earliest my my, my first brook trout was caught on a was caught on a, on a on a flooding a flooding pond of Barker Creek, um, about a mile off Northtown River Road. I'll be damned. <laughs> yep. Those That's are good awesome. old family names from uh, the settling days of of Grayling, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the, yeah, the earliest ones. Yeah. Yep, it was a pretty pretty neat property. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you get into a riverboat for the first time? Well, I want to say I was. Oh, I quite quite young. I'm not sure as to when. Um, I I started running them in my early teen, you know, early teens. 
I, I remember attempting to run one when I was 12. I just didn't have it. Um, started running them a little bit in my teens, and then, uh, and then uh, quite, a, quite, quite, a, quite a lot in high school. And my family moved us up here. Uh, I, started, I started my junior year of high school here. And when I moved, we moved up here permanently in, in, the, in, in, the, in the mid-90s is when I started really running them a lot. Yeah, okay. Now, we heard that you had gotten involved with – I'm sorry, Glenn. Go ahead, go ahead, We heard that you had gotten involved with Ron Ricosi in the, the fly fishing club at, at Grayling. Um, can, you, can you talk to us a little bit about that and uh, the other gentleman that was the uh, sponsor? Yeah, um, we uh, at the time I was in high school here, and I was uh, I was working at the Fly Factory. Uh, now, you know, the formal formerly known as the Fly Factory, now the old Sabo Fly Shop. And uh, I knew I knew Ron as a teacher. Um, I didn't have him for any classes, and uh, you know, also I I was sitting on Saturday morning. I walked in, and and it was Ron. And we got we got talking, and I had no idea he had fly fished. Um, and uh God, we struck up a friendship from there and then uh he he invited me to help uh um like to be a class assistant for my during my like study hall if I had all my schoolwork and everything done. So I started doing that and we started tying flies right there and that kinda of led into um a group of us starting to tie. Um you know, some some brand new beginners. I had done it but you know, not not well. Um and we started meeting. I wanted to say we started meeting on weekends, um, or, or, or you know, afternoons after school on Fridays. And it's you know, by the end of that first year of doing that, it had turned into what is the the fly tying club now, fly fishing club at that at uh, Grayling High School. That's and I want to say that started in ninety ninety five. I think we started that in ninety five or ninety six. Wow, that's amazing. It's still going, still going. I've I've dropped in on it now and again, and, and helped out for a long time with the their their annual float. But 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 now with the, the, my my guiding career the way it is, it's 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 hard hard to hard to hard to link up with them. But hard to do um, now. Yeah, it's nice to stop in and say hi and and uh, help out when I can. Tie and fly since you were a little kid. Uh, yes. You mostly for your own uh, for your own sports that you're taking your clients. Yeah, for yeah, for the most part, um, I I tied commercial flies for for you know quite a, a while ago for quite a bit. And, you know, I you know sometimes five, six, seven hundred dozen in a in a, in a winter. But it was kind of nice, you know. I didn't have to. I did you know I could tie flies and not have to flip burgers in college, and that that always helped. And <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, I'd fill the tank up and take you places. It was good. It was good fun. Uh, Josh, who were your customers? Who, who did you supply flies to when you were tying commercially? Yeah, well, um, I, I sold sold a great deal of them out of the boat, and just uh, by by word of mouth, the guys around here. But um, I, right. I tied commercially a, a great deal of flies for 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 the Southern family when they owned the fly factory, okay. and um, uh, Old Sable Fly Shop now just a little bit, and uh, Gates of Sable Lodge bought bought a bought a great deal of them over the years. Yeah, yeah. You know, hundreds of dozens, and you know, as much as I could tie, really. Rusty was good about getting people to tie flies and and using using kids uh, tying flies and keeping it in the United States. Oh, that was a nice that was a nice touch. Yeah, I, I I think it was. I mean, I remember I remember a lot of our flies not even hitting the hitting the hitting the the uh, you know the floor at gates. They, I mean, they were they were sold 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, some, some, some we actually tied some that were sold overseas that went that went to to, to Europe, to England, and oh, no kidding, et, et cetera. Yeah, um, went that. to the UK, et cetera. Um, not now, not many, but um, we yeah. you know we had a big following. We, you know, we sold we sold flies all over the country. You know, folks knew that we had oh, and tied flies and tied by you know tied right, tied locally. Um, mm-hmm. And we we sold them all over the country. I mean, all over. There's a there's a river in England called the Dove, and uh, John Dallas and I had the pleasure of hunt, uh, fishing that river with uh, uh, somebody who, who was a member of a club over there, and uh, John told me that uh, uh, these guys love Robert's Yellow Drakes, and so when huh. I went over, I took a, a dozen Robert's Yellow Drakes and and gave them to our our host, and by God, he wrote me about uh, a year later, and he said he was on that river. And uh, nothing was working, and he pulled out uh, Robert's yellow drakes, and he caught his limit of fish, and just was so grateful for the ye- Robert's yellow drake. And John can tell you what fly it, it, it simulates over there, but it only hatches about uh, for about two weeks a year, and that's it. But man, he and that's the one for it. Robert's yellow drake, great fly. Yeah, great, great fly. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't speak for, for, for Rusty, but I, I would imagine he'd probably. Admit that we probably sold more of those elsewhere than than probably any other fly that that really that particular we have. Yeah, I, I would imagine a Borchers, you know, the good old Borchers drink would yeah. be right there next to it. it but I, you know, arguably, I'd say it was probably those, you know, the, the Roberts Drake. I mean, we just sold them all over the place. Interesting. <laughs> you know, the Western guys like that fly a lot. It works great as a PMD. To, to your point about being all over the place, Josh, um, you you have had some side trips and uh, some other adventures in your guiding career. I, I want to say Alaska and Montana. Yeah, I did. I did Alaska in 99. It was a riot. Um, it almost didn't come back. Would would have kept going if I could have gone to school. And, really? and, 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 oh, yeah, I loved Alaska. It was, it was, it was a riot. You know, um, you there? it just... I was in 1999. I turned 21 in Alaska. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to do. So we just, uh, matter of fact, for my 21st birthday, I tied flies. <laughs> I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah, I was, there was nothing, not a lot going on uh, where I was at in Alaska when I, when I turned 21. Not, not the ideal place for that birthday party, no. but it was, it, I made it work. Um, and then I was in well, at Katmai National Park. I was at Katmai Lodge. Uh, it's owned by a fellow named Tony Sarp at the time. It was on the Alagnac River. Uh, again, just a great, great place, great experience. Would have, would have loved to kept doing it, but had had other things to do. Um, but, but, but still, it, it almost kept me there. I almost, I almost didn't come back from Alaska. It was a really, really great place. Have, have you been back there since? No, I'm not. We're, we're kind of talking about a do-it-yourself, you know, flow trip for sure. moose and trout. Um, but that takes some coordinating. Being here in the Midwest, I don't know if we'll do that one soon, but but uh, well, I'll be back. Just a matter of time. That that's what I do, Josh. And I, I went with my wife to the Iditarod, the dog sled race. Oh yeah, very cool. And, and uh, I told her, now this is your trip. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I said this is your trip to Alaska. My trip to Alaska is going to be fishing and ptarmigan hunting. And oh yeah, it's still on my bucket list, my friend. We saw we saw a ptarmigan. We could you could have killed a ptarmigan with rocks yeah. in the air, some of the spots we flew into to fish. It was 
I mean, I, I'm yeah. I'm convinced they they'd never seen people. I mean, it was just it was amazing. Wild, wild bears and wolves, and it was just it was incredible. I can't wait to go back. And, and then uh, full time guiding. Yeah, and full time guiding. I I taught for a hot minute in Montana. Um, this you know this it was this sport that kind of took took me to Montana. A friend of mine was offered me a job out there, and uh, I transferred uh, to Montana State and finished out there. And uh, it guided heavily from 2003, I believe, until about 2010. Uh, that was that was uh, my 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 second love affair. Um, mm-hmm. away from the Asable, but, uh, it was really nice. You know, the high water thing out there kept, kept, uh, you know, kept a Midwestern angler in, in work back here. I could always come back here and catch, you know, a good portion of our peak season and then head out, you know, after our June mayflies here and then, and then mm-hmm. pick right up, you know, catch in during their, their, their salmon and stonefly, golden stonefly hatches and, and catch that season too. It was really a, Really a good lineup. Once uh, really once I got nice out, once I got out of college, it, it worked really well. What's that? That's a nice way to. I say that's a nice way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great way. Yeah, from the mid to, to from going from the Midwest to catch in out there, um, is, is is a really good way to 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 stay a somewhat nomadic and yet have enough work, uh, to 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 make to make it all work. It was it was good. It was it was a it was, it was a riot. Um, I'm actually actually trying to. Actually, trying to was trying to get back to this fall, but with the with the virus and all, that won't happen this year. But uh, that's my next adventure is going to be back out there for for fishing trip. I've been back bird hunting several times. I've not been back there to just exclusively fish. And I think this next this oh, next who knows where I'll go now. But it was that was the plan this fall was to go back there and, and fish hard. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things canceled. We were supposed to be in Cody, Wyoming this this Friday for a, a week and a half. Yeah, I never never thought we'd be talking about that in in, in 2020. But what a crazy, crazy, crazy thing! I've yeah. got a question for him, John. Uh, Josh, um, a, a lot of your fellow guides uh, in the winter time get out of here and go to the White or somewhere else to continue guiding. And uh, from personal experience, I know that you went another route and uh, you're plowing snow in the winter time and you're doing a hell of yeah, a job uh, in the driveway. Um, well, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> you, you, you can't leave this area. You're going to stay and work in the winter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. This is good. I've, you know, my, my bones are 42 two years old now, and it's it's pretty pretty nice sitting in an office or a warm plow truck. Um, I, uh, I, I, you know, I moonlighted as a steelhead and, and salmon guide for a while, and I enjoyed it a lot. Enjoy this. Still love Sam or, or, or Michigan uh, steelhead fishing in the dead of winter. There's just something cool about it. I mean, it's quiet. There's you know, snow on the snow on the on the on on the leaves or on the trees, and and uh, it's very very cool. But yeah, I got into that, and um, you know, I st- still try to do about 150 days on a boat now. Um, but but that has uh, wow. that's the, the snow removal thing is quite consuming. Uh, it uh, it uh, doesn't leave a whole lot of time for steelhead fishing anymore, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame, damn it! <laughs> well, I've got to, I've got to believe that you've, uh, you've had, you've, you've, you've gathered a few interesting stories over uh, the span of your career, Josh. Anything you want to share with us, or 
Well, you know, when we first talked about that, um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, when we first talked about doing this, he said, yeah, you know, may, you might want to recite one of your stories. And, uh, you know, PG needs to be, needs to be PG. And un, un, yeah. unfortunately, the, the, the crazier ones that I could tell you about weren't, weren't PG, if you can imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we, we, we yeah, but, but you, you know, um, <laughs> you know, um, Lot, a lot of fun having being had by others on the banks at night, um, and they definitely weren't fly fishing. Uh, <laughs> you know, really, I've, nothing nothing too crazy other than some random nudity here and there. Um, um, I got thinking. I got. I was talking to my 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 my, my bride about this, and and uh, you know, she reminded me of the time of, of a good friend of mine, Andy Bush, stapled a stapled my. At the time, my favorite fishing hat to my head with a streamer. It, it had gone, you know, an errant, a, a low cast caught the top of my head with an articulated streamer. And Andy Bush was still is a very innovative and and uh, uh, functional fly tire. So the, the the material on that fly was was well glued with with Zap Gap, that waterproof super glue. So there was no cutting the there was no cutting the fly apart. It, it was it was in there. And we were we were not a mile from the from the from the boat launch. We had just started, and uh, I fished a good portion, or rode a good portion of the morning with um, a six inch streamer, with both of them stuck through the hat, uh, through my skin into my skull cap. I mean, right to the skull cap. It was right there, and and you know after the, the you know, like the fourth attempt of getting this thing out of my head, and I mean almost passing out, it just it just backed right out, but um, I did. Kind kind of embarrassing, but as a as a veteran guide, I did I did I did I did fish around the lower river for a good four or five hours with a with a large fly stuck to my head. Um, Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I and I kept the, I kept the fly, so I had the fly for a long time as a conversation piece. And I don't know where that's at these days, but um, probably still a little scalp stuck to it. It was. It was a hair-raising event, if you will. A hair-raising event, very nice. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen some other crazy. I've seen, I've, I saw a guy jet ski from Burton's Landing all the way to the bridge in town. And at the time, he couldn't, he couldn't get up the spikes because the dam hadn't come out yet. It was, they still had the the, 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 the spillway there. And yeah, the guy's motor all the way up in a in a, in a jet ski. From, um, from there, from from Wakeley. From Burton's, from Burton's Landing. From Burton's, okay, yep, yep, all right. He motored all the way up through town. Oh my God! Yeah, right to town, right, right to the, right to I seventy five, right to the business loop. Flying too. I mean, up on step. This is years ago, but okay. but but flying. I remember he, you know, you could hear him coming from a ways out. Jesus. Yeah, I believe right. the authorities, the proper authorities, were called. I, I, and I. You know, to this day, I still don't really know as to what's going on with the uh, the no wake regulation up there. I mean, I know we could run motors down low with no wake, but I don't. I don't even know if you can legally run a motor in there. That's a guess. Yeah, to this day, I don't. And uh, but but no kidding, it was a jet ski, and it then it came all the way up to all the way up to town. Well, the old guys used to really put the um, the motors in their boat and float down, and then motor back up, didn't they? they, they were, motor motor back up. Fast. Yep. I uh, those river boats with an old two banger in the back and 
uh, gear, and then they'd uh, float down as far as they wanted and then motor back up to their base. Yep. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, in my years of learning how to do a riverboat, that was, run a riverboat, that was one of the more, that, that was that was that was pretty nerve wracking. Um, I, uh, you know, it's, those boats are twenty six to twenty eight inches wide at the hall, and you know, you wouldn't think a two or three horse would get you going that fast. But there's something about that water moving downstream at a good clip, and you going upstream with a three horse on those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it feels like you're going fast enough to water ski. It's 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 quite something. I um, would think that propeller hit bottom about every ten feet. I shared I shared a pin one time. Um, yeah, Rusty years ago, as it, it told me all the time, so he'd he'd motor. I don't know if this is true or not, but he'd get in and float down and then motor back up to McMaster's Bridge. Mm-hmm. Well, I figured, well, God, I could do that, and ended up searing a pin and floating on down to Parmalee with a with a with a, <laughs> with a wounded yeah with a wounded uh, with a, with a, with a wounded small outboard. I had I had another rider with me, thankfully, so I wasn't alone, but. Um, yeah, we, uh, we, we had to walk quite a long way to get up to the top of the hill to get a phone call out sure. at Parmalee at, at, you know, about two in the morning. So it was, oh, it was a long God. night. Yeah, it was a long night all because of a sheer, uh, a broken shear pan on a motor. Oh, jeez. I don't recommend it. <laughs> during, during hex yeah. season right now, did you have a good hex season this year? Yeah, I had a really good hex season this year. Um, uh, Quite yeah, it kind of erupted everywhere. You know, we didn't have that nice, gradual, um, you know, crescendo, if you will. It just it just boom took off in that heat and was they were everywhere. But um, you know, the lower river fish great, the Manistee fish great. Um, had pretty 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 good season all in all. Now we're into the we're into one of our favorite hatches. Uh, you know the the fine leaders and the tiny flies. Uh, uh, how, how how have you seen the bugs so far uh, for the trichos? For, you know the trichos is a five letter word. <laughs> um, uh, just I'm just getting going, John. To be honest with you, I uh, I've not been up on uh, you. You must have hordes of them up there by you. Um, I, I saw we've been doing, doing pretty good the last week or so. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would figure that. I, I was on I was on the mainstream well day before yesterday and had some at what I wouldn't call it, it. You know, it was it was not an event quite an event yet. I mean, they got going on them a little bit, but it was that slight wing started behind it, and you could tell that was still the bug of choice. Um, uh, I was this morning. I was started very early this morning, but was was down low and just didn't have any trichos. I started started um. Blowback Masters this morning, and there's just wasn't anything down there yet. But oh wow! I'm, I I, yeah. I too believe it or not, I'm getting the itch. You know, believe it or not, as as a guide, I do like trico fishing, and and uh, looking forward to it. It's a beautiful time to be out there, and there's nobody around. It's great. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's not as crowded, and uh, uh, it's a great fly. Great fly, good fun. Yes. On little rods, little rods, and eight X tippet. My gosh, what a treat! The late great. Terry Warrington, who we all know and uh and miss miss dearly, um used to used to run nine X fluorocarbon. Nine X. Nine X fluorocarbon. Somebody somebody gave me a That's awfully hard to find. Not many outfits make it, but 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 yeah, but it's real because hard of Terry Warrington, yeah, we still stock 
9x fluorocarbon. Really? And do not sneeze, or you'll break it off. It will break. Yeah, no, that's right. But but uh, but Terry loved the stuff. He he used it and turned me onto it, and 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 believe it or not, on a light rod, it will hold. You know, it'll hold fish. It'll hold you know a whole ten inch perch sure. out. Sure. And that's a pretty ordinary fish for nine x. I I got some flies from Rusty one time. I was uh, in there. Uh, this is years and years ago, and uh, he knew I liked the tricos, and he said, "How are you doing on the tricos?" And I said, "Well, Rusty, I'm." I'm uh, I'm getting a lot of hits, but I'm not landing many fish. I'm just nicking them. And he said, "What hook are you using?" It's a oh yeah. Hook. yeah. What hook? I'm using a, a 22 or whatever. He said, "No, what model?" And I said, "Rusty, I don't know model. I buy a size 22 hook." He says, "You're using the wrong hook." I said, "What what hook should I use?" He said, "You need an Umqua 2488." 2488. Yep. That? And he said, "That is. Uh, let me get this right now. I think it's." 2x short on the shank and 3x yes. wide on the gap. So yes, that's the one. On a size 24, that's almost like a an 18. Yep. Gap. Yeah, they get anywhere near that thing, and it hooks them. I mean, it, it holds them well. It's a great hook. Josh, that made all the difference in the world. I went from from mm-hmm. getting landing one fish out of out of 10 hits to getting seven out of 10 with just that yeah. hook. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a wonderful hook. Yep. He told me the same thing. I, I remember years ago I had the same thing. I was buying. I was in there buying hooks, little tiny hooks. And he's like, "Nope, this is the one." And he, yep. and he did the same to me. He turned me onto that two twenty four eighty eight. That's haven't yeah. gone back. And it's a kind of a nymph hook. It's it's not a straight shank. It's a little bit of a bend to it, but little little bit of a bend to it, and 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 you know a little yeah. bit a little bit of beef to it. You know that that yep. that's that's slightly a, a heavier wire hook and. Well, it's a, it's a it's a lovely small dry fly hook. It's it's about all I use. It sure works. It was great. Yep. What a difference. Yep, it's a wonderful thing. Um, I've been trying these. There's these new hooks out now, Irex. I'm hearing they're great. They they make a small fly hook. I don't know if you have any. I've not seen anything that's really not blowing my doors off. But um, nope. it, it, at least in the magazine, you know, the the blown up picture of the thing, it looks exactly like the 2488. Oh, really? Who, who, who makes it? Rx, A H R E X, a new hook company out now, and they they uh, make a great deal of really nice hooks. Never heard of them. Well, who no, and they're not paying me to say that. That's just really a nice hook. Yeah, who handles them? Uh, I I believe Gates is stocking the full. That's them. Yeah, at least all their their, their standard stuff. I mean, you know, they they carry their streamer hooks. Standard drives, etc. I don't know if they have every one, but but sure. I would imagine they have that hook in there. Now we were talking about it the other day. Yeah, thanks, Josh. I'll, I'll look into those. Yeah, take a look at it. It looks just like the twenty four eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're hard to find. I don't know if they even make the thirty anymore. I've, I've only got a few left. And uh, Josh Greenberg gave me a, a bag of them, and he said, "I'll give them to you if you make a few flies for me." So I, I made a, <laughs> those flies for him and. I think I saw him a couple of weeks later. He says, "Glenn, those damn things work. I'm I'm hooking fish." <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Six. I tie six. And I can only find two or three of them. They're so damn small. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my eyes are getting older. I've I've, uh, I've graduated to cheaters. I finally I finally put cheaters on here. Oh, of course. The, uh, this this yeah for the small flies. I've uh, I've uh, I've stepped up. <laughs> Listen, there's no, now, no wel- shame in that. Welcome to the club, mate. No. Welcome to the club. <laughs> no I, I don't, I don't, I, I call it getting better, not getting older. Exactly. 
You're only 42. You're just a pup still, Josh. I know. <laughs> 42 and needing cheaters. That's, I don't know how good that is. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Well, you keep doing it. That's right. Can't stop. Mm-mm. What about your well, favorite flies? We're talking about flies. Uh, obviously, during the season, it's hacks and brown drakes, but any any unusual ones that, that uh, you find have been really fantastic for you? Yeah, there's 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 a, there's a, the, the mystery, mysterious bat fly. It's of yeah, I used to be born up on it, but it's it's of the Bodiscidae family, and it's a little tank of a nymph. It's got a it's a little short, fat-bodied mayfly with this huge, enormous, hyaline, clear wing. That's and a bat fly. That's a bat. The slang name for it's a bat fly. Yep. Jerry, Jerry Regan ties a ties a, a a pattern that works quite well. Okay. Um, I've, I've, I've kind of borrowed that pattern of his and have put a stack hackle on it and a very oversized stack, stack hackle. And it is, it's, 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 it gets, it gets every one of those picky fish, like, you know, pre-hex when you're kind of waiting for things to happen and there's, there's dandy fish being on what you believe are ISOs. Right. And they won't take any ISO pattern you put over them. Um, yeah, I, I've caught caught three very memorable fish this year on on uh, on bat flies, and and oh yeah, they would they would not take an ISO, would not take an ISO pattern, it would not take a an ISO nymph in the film, it wouldn't it wouldn't take a swimming nymph, it would not take an ISO nymph. First bat fly I went over it, it, it took it. What's that? Yeah, I was saying, uh, uh, John, I think it was when we talked to Ann Miller, we did a, an interview with her, and uh, I think she mentioned that one of the most uh, underrated hatches is the bat fly people don't even know about yeah it. and there's times when you think they're taking x fly x and they're not touching those you can see them and they're 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 feeding on bat flies and uh it's a big fat little fly big long wings and a almost a triangular big body yep yep fat fat not terribly not a long body just a just just no, big no, and fat. big bigger round it's yeah well, um and you know, I, 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 I their high, their wing is so highline. Um, I mean, it is just clear. It is, it is, it's like glass. And you know, unless you're unless you're looking down off the side of the boat, or you're really like standing out in the run and scrutinizing everything that's coming by you, you won't see them. Um, I think they're there. I think they're there more than we think. Um, it's just one of those deals. They they. Uh, you know, and once once they become abundant on the water, um, which again, I I think they're there a lot. I just don't think they're heavy. The the the, the heavier nights will shut down a, a, a will shut down good isonychia fishing. They will switch okay. over to that fly, and they'll feed on that thing right up until it's pitch black. I would think that uh, Bear Andrews, uh, you know, those cellophane wings, those uh, meat packing paper wings he used, yeah, would be a good wing for a bat fly, wouldn't it? That'd be that'd be that'd be a great wing for a bat fly. Now that you mentioned, I don't know why I've not thought of that actually. Yeah, I, um, I think so. Because I use that spinner as I we, we we caught a hell of a fish on the spinner this 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 uh oh, on his Drake yeah, spinner yeah. that same hyaline that 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 cellophane wing Drake mm-hmm. spinner he ties. We caught a whale on that thing. That's, and that's uh, a nice fly. You know, it's a great fly, and I, I, don't, I haven't thought of that. That's I love something to think about. I might work on that a little bit. The... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna have another couple of weeks, a week or so. Oh yeah, cool. I just, I just yeah. did a trip with him the other day. I I caught up with him. I hadn't seen him in quite a while. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we share a mutual customer, and and uh, he brought a second boat along, and and uh, we flew with Manistee and um, got talking to him. You know, just about fishing and Labrador yeah. and et cetera. I hadn't seen him in a long time. It was nice. He's living on a lake now up north there. Yeah, he's a, he's a northern boy. He's made the move. Yep. Yeah, and he's the Lone Ranger on his lake. Is he really? Yeah, he's got loons and happy as hell. I think he, he got a new boat, and he, I think he named it the Loon Ranger. We'll hear about that. The Loon Ranger, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great. Yeah. Good for him. Good guy. Yeah, Have he you is. Have up to Labrador, Josh? Let's, speaking of I did, I did Labrador with, yeah, I did, I did that trip that he, that he puts together. Uh, yeah. 2010, I did that trip. It was awesome. Oh, shoot, that's a year after we did, I think. We did it in 2011, but those are big. Yep, I, if I remember correctly, I saw your, if I remember correctly, I saw your name in the log. Would <laughs> that be right? Yes, you did. Yeah. We had a couple fun. log fish there, very nice. Yeah, it was a beautiful place. Nice fish, beautiful big brook trout. Oh. I, I knew we were going we to be seeing some nice brook trout. I did not realize quite the caliber brook trout. It was quite yeah. something. I, I think I, my, fir my first fish was six and a half pounds on a dry fly. Yes, yes. isn't that fun? <laughs> Unbelievable. Spectacular. On the Robert Drake, actually. Was now you really? mention it. Yeah, we went, no we went that first, the first 10 days in August. The first 10 days in August, and there were hex flies on the water. And, you know, and for the afternoon oh. beat, we had, we had terrible weather in Goose Bay. We got held up in Goose Bay, so we couldn't fish oh. the morning. We get in. We get in very late. I mean, literally, just unload the duffel bags and we go. And within 40 minutes, there's hex flies on the water, and and we we we're motoring along, and this huge fish crashes. And I thought it was I literally thought it was a beaver right up along the bank. Did you? And the guy kind of chuckles and, and 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 drives up to it with a motor running, turns it off, and I put some line out, and second cast, this fish takes it. And it wasn't a beaver, and it was on a Robert Strick. <laughs> size six Robert Strick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. During that trip <laughs> in 2011, I was with uh, Larry Corey, the uh, wildlife artist. And uh, yes. we got there late, and we went out in the evening. They, the guide said, well, let's give it a try. We only have an hour or so. And uh, on his first cast, Larry caught a six-and-a-half-pound brook trout. And I Unbelievable. Had to on the way up, I want to catch a, a big brookie on one of my own uh, Royal Wolves, um, Royal Coachmans, and I tied a few of those, number six. And on the last cast of the evening, I caught about a six-and-a-half pound. So we, we caught a, a six-and-a-half pound on the first cast of the evening, and we caught a six-and-a-half pound on the last cast of the evening. What a night that was. I said, hey, I can go home now. I, I can go back to Detroit. Yeah. It was I, great. I, I, great, tell great. You, I, I, I spent a day with a guy, uh, a, a very well-traveled angler, um, Oh, a couple of weeks ago now, and we got talking about about all the you know the trips and stuff that he wants to do. And he was asking me about this, and I and I never really been put on the spot. And I got thinking about it. He said he asked me where I would go, you know, for my next big trout trout trip. And I'm not, not I'm not trying to take anything away from the, the Great West and uh, yeah. South America or anything. I'd love to go to South America, but it would not be for the trout. I would oh. go if it came back to spend if it came if it came down to spending money on trout for you know a big money trout trip. I think my first pick would be Labrador. I think I, I think, yeah. I think I, I, I mean, I, I, there's no doubt I'd go. That's all I do. If I could, if I could swing it. Yeah. I can't disagree with you, Josh. That's great. Something about, something about those big brookies. Oh, they're spectacular. Just yeah. phenomenal. And a shore lunch and 
one, once in a while they'll one of those will unfortunately get killed and and they end up in the uh, in the shore lunch and boy oh boy that's awful good eating. Okay, that's pretty tough to beat. It. Yes. Hey Glenn, that's a good segue. Um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't ask uh, Josh about his own shore lunches. Yes, it's a good point. Uh huh. Yeah. Tell, tell us about um, that. Well, it's, you know, they've been rather lax this year because of the virus, but yeah, it, you know, in years, uh, you know, hopefully next year we'll be right back back to it. Um, yeah, shore lunches, we, we, I love it. Um, you know, it's 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 not a restaurant, but you can put your order in. I mean, you know, fajitas, you crab, lobster, you know, any any form of steak, you name it, we've 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 done it. Um, those yeah, little Weber, Weber hibachi grills are 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 wonderful things. The one with the lid, and you can you can you can bang a lobster out in no time I'll be with dead. that covered. Oh yeah, that little two lobsters fit on those little Webers, just great. <laughs> and man, I've never seen that on the street. That sounds great. <laughs> that's yeah. That's 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 one way to do lobsters. <laughs> Lobster dinner. Hey, I came. From yeah, Boston, it's great. You, you talk in my language, Josh. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, yeah, they're tough to beat. But no, I like cooking. We do a lot of it. Um. Um. Can't can't, can't cook enough. And, and the guys are usually fishing while you're cooking, aren't they? Yeah, we usually yeah usually park them somewhere where they can get out and and yep. sneak around. Um. Um, you know, most it's normally light sandwiches and stuff like that during during the during this sure. time of year during the day. But yeah, when we're doing those those evening floats, we uh, tr- try to roll off the red carpet. I mean, it's you know oh, you're going to be cool. out there late. You know, you're going to be out there late. Most folks have been scrambling all afternoon to get ready. They haven't even thought about dinner, and it's 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 just kind of a nice touch, I think, to start the grill and oh, yeah. and tell maybe, stories and maybe perhaps you know, a bottle of wine in, in there somewhere. Bottle bottle of wine. Let the let the let the Day burn away and get ready for for the evening rise. It's pretty pretty That's tough great. to eat. In northern Michigan, yeah, maybe I'm a little biased because I've done it all my. It's 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 maybe I'm a little biased because I've done it all my life. But 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 man, it's it's I've I've been on a lot of guide trips elsewhere and 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 eating some wonderful guide meals elsewhere. But it's something about that on the, you know, as 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 the shadows are growing long and you guys are out there fishing, it's pretty pretty snazzy. I do I do enjoy it. Pretty damn special. Yeah, it really is. That's I got to get awesome. out with you, Josh, sometime, and I want a lobster dinner. Wow, oh, gee, okay. me and my big mouth. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I'll yeah, we'll on. do it. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. You well, know, I don't know if you remember, Glenn, but the last the last time we fished together, we were with uh, Mr. Bob Leland, and I've I hope Bob yeah. Bob's doing well. I haven't heard from Bob throughout this, and um, I don't know if you're still in touch with him, but if you are, tell him I I said hello. I will pass that on. I will be happy yep. to pass it on him. Yep. He'll yep, remember. Thank you. He'll remember. <laughs> Good fun. Well, John, what do you think? We got a, another one for the can. This is this has been a treat. And uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, a, a little plug for uh, for Josh. Uh, if if you got a driveway and you need it plowed, uh, give this man a call. Uh, they do a fine <laughs> job. And, and uh, uh, no no commercial, but. Um, uh, he's he's grown his business time. nicely and uh, and handles it professionally. <laughs> so I think uh, he'd be a good resource for anybody that needs one. Yes, indeed. Well, th- thanks for that, guys. I appreciate it. Yep. <laughs> good fun. Not not to mention a hell of a guide. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks. And I, I got a feeling that your people, when they go out with you, have some fun, Josh. That was, that's that's all part of it. I mean, you know, we've you you've you you guys both have been here a long time. The the Asable is not always a fish factory. It's it's hot and cold. When it's good, it's the best. When it's not, it could you know this Midwest fishing could be really slow. Um, but it's uh it can be frustrating. You can't. It can be frustrating, but man, it keeps coming back for more every day. It's just oh, it's yeah. it's a riot. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> My friend, thank you so That's much. Uh, really appreciate yeah. you taking time out of your day to to chat us up and and share some stories with our listeners. And uh, very grateful, sir. We'll look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, once we get this damn virus over, we get back to normal and start having some fun. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I can't uh, can't wait for this to end and. Uh, happy days around the bend. Right on. That's All great. right, gentlemen. guys. Thanks a lot. I I, thanks, I appreciate guys. it. And uh, yeah, thanks. Sorry about the hang up. I'm glad we were able to make this work. Uh, oh, we thanks do. a lot. I appreciate it. Great time. Thanks, Josh. Take care. Good luck to you. Well, it's always great catching up with Josh. Uh, hey, as a reminder, uh, normally this would be the Beaver Beer and Banjo Weekend. Uh, check out our webpage at lthsmuseums.org. Uh, to see how you may participate virtually this year and help us raise money for the scholarship fund. So thanks for listening. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Until then, be safe.